Hey guys, uh, I just wanted to do a little podcast uh, for you. I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, I, I have I don't really have notes or you know anything like that. Anything that I'm going by, um, you know, there's going to be a little bit of a departure from the stuff that I, I I normally do. But I just really feel like this is something that I wanted to put out and and do. Um, but before I get into the, the 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 subject of what I want to talk about. I will say I apologize for any strange noise. I am awaiting a phone call as I'm recording this. So if my phone goes off and I suddenly uh, depart from recording, then you know what's happened. Um, and also, I'm not going to put any music, nor am I going to you know, monetize this video or anything like that. Um, I just want this to be sort of a raw, real talk about movies and the subjectivity of it and the dangers of the the vernacular that a lot of people tend to use nowadays. Um, So I'm tentatively calling this episode, Let's Talk About the Subject about the subjectivity of film. Um, Again, I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't have anything planned out, so just bear with me. If you make it through the whole thing, I I, I appreciate it, but do not feel bad if, you know, you hear all you want to hear and, you know, and and, and you turn turn it off. Um, But let's dive into it, you know. I've been watching a bunch of the YouTubers and the people that I like to listen to on social media, talk about film, and, you know, I, it really just sort of got, got hit me, and there were, there were two things that really brought the desire to make this, um, to me, like, there there were two things that really sparked, um, wanting to do this, and that was, A, you know, hearing a, hearing a couple friends of mine talk about Star Wars, and two, um, actually watching the new Child's Play movie that I just put my review up for actually yesterday. Um, and, you know, um, first, first, uh, I'll use the conversation that, you know, two of my friends had as the, as the uh, jumping off point. So, you know, we were all sort of, you know, talking and conversating, having fun, playing some games. And two of them, um, that was not the phone call, but that was a phone call. Uh, I have no idea who this is. Um, thank you, random person. Um, but, you know, they were talking about Star Wars and how Star Wars is bad now. And how Disney has killed their love for Star Wars, that because of Solo and The Last Jedi, they can't even watch the original trilogy, you know, anymore. And I'm not going to lie, I instantly got defensive. Um, And, you know, I tried to keep my cool and I tried not to say, you know, anything too abrasive, you know, because these are some of my closest friends and they're like family to me, if not actual family to me. So, you know, but it really bothers me when I hear people say that. 
And 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 I'll start off using Star Wars as an analogy first. I don't think you can be somebody when it comes to Star Wars. Um, not invested in the universe um, to the extent that Disney is doing and then say what they're doing isn't working. Meaning if you're not watching the cartoons, if you're not watching, if you're not reading the books or listening to the audiobooks, if you're not reading the comics, well then how do you fucking know that it's working or not? You don't know. You might know that you don't like it, but you don't know that it's not working. And those are two very different things. And that's the thing that I try to get across to people all the time is, you know, I have never been the kind of person that's going to sit here and tell you, you have to like this. This is good and you have to like it. And if you don't like it, you're wrong. No, I know that there, are, I have several friends of mine that, you know, sticking with the Star Wars you know, thing that, that they, they hate the last Jedi. And to me, I think it's the second best star Wars movie ever made personally, but I'm never going to go to those people and tell them they are wrong for liking it, for not liking it. <gasps> what I will do, however, is when they start saying things that are inherently empirically false, I will correct. Because I am somebody that is steeped in the Star Wars lore right now. I am reading the books. I am watching the cartoons. And look, I would venture to say, and I might step on some toes in saying this, but I would venture to say you are probably not really a Star Wars fan to begin with if two movies is able to make you not enjoy the universe anymore. If, if you're love for a franchise is that flippant then you are probably tricking yourself that you liked it to begin with because let me tell you even if i came out of rogue one and absolutely hated it even if i came out of you know um the last jedi and force awakens and solo and absolutely hated it you can never take away my love for the original trilogy you know, now I have talked very openly on my podcast about, you know, the prequels did that for me. The prequels made me not like the original trilogy as much, but I still liked the original trilogy. You know what I mean? When I say that, I'm not saying I'm never going to watch the original trilogy again. What I was, what I mean by that is that it, it just sort of puts a dark cloud over it. It's like, Oh yeah, I have these masterpiece movies. I've got a new hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. But they're over there in the corner and we also have the prequels. You know, it's like, oh, that that's right. That's that's Star Wars too. You know? That's sort of what it was to me. And so it dampered my love for the original trilogy, but it didn't kill it. If other movies in a franchise that might not work well for you are able to kill your love for it, then you probably didn't like it to begin with. And that's okay. I, one of my, you know, an, another perfect example, I have another friend that is a super good friend of mine. I met him through working with him. Not a Star Wars fan. Doesn't like Star Wars. He tells me that all the time, you know. 
but we're still able to be best friends. We can connect on other movies and all sorts of other things. Film is subjective. And because of that, you have to be careful about the vernacular you use when you're talking about the subjectivity of film. You cannot say something is bad unless it is bad. And if it is bad, you have to back it up with empirical evidence as to why something is bad. Which brings me to Child's Play. I really enjoyed the 2019 Child's Play movie. Not a great movie, though. You know, for me, it barely passes on the positive side. I, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. That is barely passing, you know? 5 is the bare minimum for passing. You know, I, I gave it 1.5 over that. That's not... It's not really great, you know? And I'm somebody that absolutely adores the Child's Play franchise, you know? And a lot of my friends and a lot of people that, that watch my stuff or have heard me talk about films, you know, in the past, think that I'm a little bit too easy when it comes to my ratings of film. But I'm really not, you know? Like, I take it in stride and I laugh. But here's the thing. When I watch a film and I'm reviewing it and I have to decide, what am I going to rate this movie? Is it going to, first, is it going to be positive or negative? And then once I know whether it's going to be positive or negative for me, okay, well, how negative is it or how positive is it, you know? And I can't, I cannot say something is worse than it is whether or not I like the movie or not, you know, just because of the way it makes me feel, you know, there's so much more to film than just the way it makes you feel. Here's an, here, here's a perfect example for me. I do not like the original 1982 Blade Runner. I don't like it. I've seen two different versions of the film. I've seen the director's cut. I own the final cut. I don't like it. That doesn't mean I'm going to go trash my Blu-ray of Blade Runner, though. That doesn't mean I'm going to go preach out to the world. Blade Runner is a piece of shit movie. It just doesn't work for me. You know? It doesn't work. I think it's too slow. It doesn't have good pacing, in my opinion. But you know what? I will never argue with anyone about the last section of that movie. You know? The fight between uh, Harrison, between Deckard and... Uh, I forget the name of the android, but that whole last part of the movie is film at its at its peak at its best you know i'm never going to argue against that but i don't like the movie it doesn't work for me just because it has one great part of the movie doesn't mean the whole movie works for me you know to me blade runner is probably a 4.5 it doesn't even make it to five for me what gets it up that high is how groundbreaking the movie was when it came out and you know uh and that last scene of the movie you know if it wasn't for that it probably wouldn't even get that high but i would never argue with someone who says to me that it's a, it's a masterpiece of a movie and even though it doesn't work for me I can't rate it a 4.5 because I know 
that that is just my opinion. When, if I look at it factually, and I and I look at the the data that is being given to me by the sounds and pictures on the screen, this 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 movie is a, is easily an eight out of ten. You know, it ranks just up there, just as much up there with the original Star Wars film, or you know, any of those other classic sci-fi you know, films, you know, just because it doesn't work for me, you know, I can't justify, I can't justifiably rate it, you know, a 4.5 because that would be me lying. That would be me lying. That, that, that is my personal taste. And if somebody asks me for, for my opinion, then that is the opinion that I'm going to give. But I can't rate movies that way. I can't rate on emotion alone. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of times where emotion gets the better of you. You know, I know for me, my emotional ties and, and the way it makes me feel, the movie Finding Neverland, I probably rate higher than I should. Okay. The movie has a lot of flaws in it. It is not a perfect film, but as somebody who has read about J.M. Barry, the real person, somebody who absolutely adores Peter Pan. Peter Pan is one of my all-time favorite stories, just in general. I love that movie. And, God, I've lost count how many... When I was in my teenage years, I had seen it like 40 sometimes by then. So I'm probably in my 60s or 70s in the times of how many times I've watched Finding Neverland. That's how much I love this movie. Um, the only movie I might have watched more than Finding Neverland is either... It probably is Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. As the only movie, which is another Johnny Depp movie, um, that I might have watched more. Um, so, you know... I, I can rate the movie on my love for it, you know. And that's why every year at the end of the year, I do a favorites list and I do a best list because to me, those are two completely different things. You know, when I give my top list, this is the top, this is the premium steak. This is when you go to, you know, a, a chop house and you want the best steak possible, this is what I'm telling you to go get. This is the stuff that, you can look for, and you're not going to be disappointed. You know, I'm not going to put my favorites on there. I'm going to put the movies that are genuinely what I think are the best movies of this year. And then I do a favorites list and say, you know what? This is my favorites list. Um, for me, on a personal level, these are the movies that I do. And I always break it down because I think it's important to do that. Because, you know... Any critic who tells you that there isn't a level of emotion that goes behind their, you know, rating system is, is lying. So instead of just trying to come up with one final list and, you know, okay, so maybe I'll put these few movies that are my favorites on the list somewhere and maybe I'll mix in some really great movies that came out this year. No, I just find it easier and, and you might see crossovers, you know, that's, that's 
that happens a lot because some of the best movies of the year also happen to be my favorite movies of, of a certain year. You know, like Inception. I genuinely thought Inception was the best movie that came out that year, but it is also was also my favorite movie that came out that year, you know? So, you know, you have things like that that happen, but you have to be able to separate the the way a movie makes you feel and how good it is. Because sometimes the way a movie makes you feel is not earned or justified. Other times it is. Perfect example. If you would have asked me five years ago that the remake of Stephen King's It would be my favorite movie of all time, nah. You telling me It is going to dethrone Inception as my favorite movie of all time? Nah. Not going to happen. Nope. Nah. Let me tell you, and I've talked about this a lot on my channel, coming out of that movie, for me, on a personal level, again, personal, it hits every it hits everything that I want in a movie. I, I cried. I laughed. I got scared. I got freaked out. The music moved me. That scene towards the end of It Chapter 1 where they're doing the blood oath and the music swells and they're all standing there. Goosies. Even now just watching in, in my house. Like, it gives me goosebumps. Like, it's to me, it's so beautiful and it's so perfect. I love it. This movie has everything for me. Which is why I'm super excited to go see Chapter 2, which I haven't gotten a chance to go see yet. So, you know... I just want to put this sort of PSA out there and this let's, let's talk sort of thing out there because, you know, when you're talking about art, and it's not just movies, you know, I, I'm using movies as the thing that we're talking about because that's what I talk about on this channel is TV and movies, you know. But, you know, the thing you have to remember about all kinds of art, whether it's music, paintings, movies, you name it, it's all subjective. And it would do each and every person right if you pick and choose the words you use to describe what you're seeing correctly. You know, we live, for, for better or worse, I personally think for worse, we live in a zero or 100 sort of world. You know, the, 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 the youngins, the young kids these days, it's either up or down. There's no in between. And I don't want to live in a world like that. You know, I don't want to live in a world where all, all I can do is give a thumbs up or thumbs down. For instance, perfect example, Child's Play 2019. If we live in a thumbs up or thumbs down world and there's nothing in between, Child's Play 2019 would be a thumbs down. There's not a question in my mind. It would be a thumbs down. Absolutely, it would be a fail. But you know what? That's not fair. You know why? Because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that movie. You know? And, you know, if, if, if you know, it, it's, it's just you, you can't live life that way. I understand people don't like living in the gray area. I, I know that people just want things to be black and white. But life is not black and white. Real life is not black and white. There is all 
sorts of shades of gray. And it's, it's the same with art, you know? Everything hits people different ways. And so, you know, you know, when you, when you have discussions about this stuff with people, just keep those things in mind, you know, I would urge you because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to make the person you're talking to have a false impression of whatever it is you're talking about, but you also don't want them to have a false impression of you. Because I've had many times where I've had friends of mine say, oh, this movie's absolute garbage. It's horrible. It's, it's, you know, one of the worst movies ever made. And I go and I watch it. I'm like, that was fun. That was a fun movie. Was it, you know, Oscar worthy? Absolutely not. But I had a lot of fun with that. It's like, I don't think that was a failure at all. You know? And, and it's like, there has to be a place for everything. And people need to understand that not every movie that comes out has to be an Oscar worthy winning movie. Let me tell you, as much as we love the MCU movies, honestly, I don't think there's a single one other than maybe Winter Soldier that I would ever put up for Best Picture. Ever. These movies are fun. They're well made. They're great. But they do not deserve an Oscar. I didn't think Black Panther deserved an Oscar. You know? You know? But that doesn't mean they're not good movies. But they exist at a different plane. And you have to be able to take that into understanding when you're, when you're talking about the subjectivity of film. Because, again, you, you can't rate movies that way, you know. Um, you, you just can't, you know. And, and it's almost one of those things where, why, you know, it, it bothers me when friends of mine ask me, what did I think of a movie? Because... It's almost like they're asking me for a justification to either go or not go see a movie. I was like, look, if the movie looks good to you, go see it. You know? Another great example. I have seen so many bad reviews come out for The Goldfinch. And The Goldfinch has been a movie that I really wanted to see too. Uh, as far as movies that have come out this year. You know? And... I have a really good friend of mine that went and saw it and he really enjoyed it. And I've read some other reviews of people on social media that also enjoyed it too. And it's like, I understand if something doesn't work for a certain person, you know, but there's a difference between this doesn't work for me. And this is genuinely God awful, you know? And if you don't believe me, let me leave you the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. The Room. When people say The Room is the worst movie ever made, it's not a joke or just somebody saying something. It's literally the worst movie ever made. However, if it's the worst movie ever made, why does it have so many fans? If it's the worst movie ever made, shouldn't it be panned? Shouldn't it be the 
the black spot on the shirt that is the film industry? No. Because you can learn to laugh at something like that. The Room is so bad, it literally is the worst movie ever made, but it's found a fan base because of how bad it is. Because it, it has this niche thing that only The Room can do. And that is a perfect example of the subjectivity of film. You can literally have the worst movie on the planet grow a huge, huge fan base because people know how to have fun and how to take things with a grain of salt and all of these kinds of things. And if you can do that for The Room, you can do that for any other movie you see. And don't tell me you can't. It's just that you don't want to. And that's why it bothers me when I hear people say all of these different things about movies that are coming out today. Because all it makes me want to do is go, well, then explain to me how the thing or how the room is so successful. Because it's literally the worst movie ever made. And we all know it. And yet we all love it. So that's going to be the end of this Let's Talk. I hope at least one person out there took something from this. You know, this was just on my mind. It, it, it really got to me because I really am a lover of film. And, uh, you know, I it, it is one of those things. I've been open about this on, on my podcast and on my channel on YouTube. I don't like calling a movie bad unless it is legitimately bad. You know, I prefer to just say, didn't work for me, you know, you know, because, you know, or, you know, not a movie I care to watch again, you know, um, because when you definitively call something bad, it's really hard to come back from that if it isn't, you know, and it makes you look bad. It just does. So with all that said, I hope you guys have taken this to heart. Think about this when you talk when you when you when you're talking about something that is subjective. Just keep all of these points in mind because it will take you a long way. It's something that I had to learn over the years and I was lucky enough to learn this very easily <laughs> very easily because I'm somebody again that likes a lot of movies. But uh, but yeah, you know I will, I will end on that. Goodbye. See you guys on the next podcast.